Hello and welcome back to Oh My Pod. If this is your first time listening, I'm Chelsea Reif and I started this podcast to really uncover topics that we all want to know more about. In today's episode, I sat down with my personal trainer, Ben, to talk about everything from why you should spend money on a personal trainer, getting motivated, what's the difference between this and intense boot camps, and the million dollar question and probably my most asked question by my listeners, how can we get a booty and especially that Kardashian body without surgery? I know that's something I ask him and complain about pretty much every day. So with Ben, he actually is the owner and trainer at Optimal Performance Training Center in Orlando. He used to be a football player in college, and he actually kept his love of fitness and physical training going by becoming a certified personal trainer. He still trains athletes to this day from Braves players to NFL pros. And trust me, I have asked him to set me up, but apparently they are not in my age bracket. Um, For real, yesterday I asked him to introduce me to this 19-year-old. That speaks to Ben's results because this guy was ripped and super athletic. Definitely not any 19-year-old body that I've seen. So outside of that, he trains 80-year-old women, 27-year-olds like me that just want that insta-model booty to high school girls just trying to make college teams. It was important for me to interview him because I always was in the camp of why would I pay someone so much money if I could do all these moves at home? I can literally look up these workouts on Pinterest. I can go on ClassPass and spend $40 a month and just mix it up. So trust me, I've been through all those different phases of fitness. So after going to him for about three months now, I can tell you it has definitely been worth the investment. And of course, that depends where you live. Ben is a lot cheaper than it was when I was at Chicago Equinox, which is probably one of the most expensive gyms there. I thought if I paid the money, it would force me to go. I was totally wrong. And then personal training sessions were out of control. So of course I understand not everyone can make the investment, but for me, I had to reprioritize where my money was going. We'll get into all that in today's episode. And guess what? I have my first discount code to share. If you guys are in the Orlando area and you want any type of discount on any package, you are in luck. And the code is OMYPOD15. And again, that's 15% off any package. That is a huge deal, especially as it comes to personal training. So with that, let's jump into today's episode with Ben, where I straight up ask him, why would anyone come to him versus group classes like Barry's Bootcamp or at-home YouTube workouts? Well, you know, I get that question a lot about, you know, from personal training to all these group classes you do. And the difference between in my aspect of things from what I do is that those group training stuff isn't specific to what you want to do. It's all just a generic thing. So like, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not bashing them. They could help you in a lot of areas, but at certain points you're going to plateau and you're not going to hit what you want to do. So you changing up your routine and changing up your attack and how you attack your workouts can get you the gains faster than you ever thought just by changing up the intensities and the densities and all that stuff. So it's no knock to them. They just, they want, to, they want to develop people in the masses. They don't want to develop people individually to get the individual goal. So that's the difference, in my opinion, about personal training and group classes is because you come to me and it's a, a group of maybe two at a time, but each person has their own workout catered to their goal, their body type, their experience, previous injuries, things they don't like doing, things they can't do. And I progress into where they can do those things now and they're completely shocked. In some of those group classes, half those people don't even know your name. They don't remember you, that's why they take pictures of you, so they can remember your name. Um, so a lot of people I, I've seen, they come in from you know, Orange Theory to those boot camps, 
And the one thing they say is that they get much more attention to things and a fixed little movements and squats and, and everything like that can really change your strength and change the way you like working out. So some people will prefer it better than that, yeah. Well, my mindset used to be, why don't I just go to a personal trainer for a month, learn all the workouts, and then do them at my own personal gym at home or even in my living room because it's not like what you're doing is hard to remember. So what would you say to people that have that mindset? Um, well, it's not hard to remember, but say after three weeks, it's easy. What do you do next? You can't do the same thing over and over again. So doing the same thing over and over over again is like in suicide. It's like, it's crazy. You, mm-hmm. can't, you can't get any more results. So what you do by going to a personal trainer is that they develop a three-month periodization program for you. Saying, okay, for three months, for three weeks, we're going to hit this. Then the next three weeks, it's going to change. Everything that we do in my gym is totally different. Every week, every month is something different. It could be the same exercise, but either I give you a heavier weight than last time I make you rest longer on the bottom, I slow it down, I speed it up, I superset it with something. So everything constantly changes. That's called, that's called conjugate. Um, and conjugate is basically rotating exercises, intensities, and densities, angles, reps, everything, constantly, to make your body always not know what you're doing. And coming back to that same workout you started with the very first day, and you completely destroy it. And you're like, wow, I was that bad out of shape. And then we make things progress harder and harder and harder to where you are always making goals. That's why I've had those people before tell me, just show me what to do and I'll go do it. And half the time it takes them a month and they're like, okay, you know, I've done your workout for six months now. What do I do next? Well, um, just change everything you just did and be good. But by the time six months come, you're solely mentally fried and your body's so beat up because you develop tendonitis, you develop a lot of joint issues, you develop a lot of things by doing the same joint angles, the same stuff over and over. So you can attest, there's a lot of stuff that we do here is always different. Some things may be the same, but then we superset it with something completely different that gives you a whole different feeling. Then you go back to the first thing, you're like, oh crap, now I can't, my legs are dead, and I gotta keep doing it. So it's all about how you approach it. So the way I look at it, and people, I get, kind of frustrated with when I talk to people about it because they don't think it is but it's personal training is like an art form it's like a painting the better you you prepare for the painting the more you change angles of the painting the more you change the paint the better it looks wow so it's 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 like it's like it's like art so when you write out a workout program and you write things down for a month you go back and look at the next month how can I make this painting look better next week next month and you make it and you progressively go and then you also by you know learning your body, knowing your body. So that's why every time someone comes in, I'm asking them, hey, how are you feeling today? Are you sore? Are you tired? I know to back off if they're really tired and beat up from a bad day at work or just long nights. Or if they feel really good, I can add some things that I was considering doing but don't know yet. So that's why the personal route is so much better. And I've, it's more value. And if you see the value, then there's no option, no other option to do it yet. What about... In my opinion, Barry's Boot Camp, Orange Theory, all those are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And I've been to them, and they're really hard. You're running, mm-hmm. you're doing sprints, you're weight training, yeah. you're rowing. You do feel like it's a really hard workout. But I've had friends that have done it and come here mm-hmm. and have almost died. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so different when what we're doing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I, like I even came to you and I was like, oh, this girl does Orange Theory. She's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. And she's like almost died in the first round of exercises. Why is that? Um, because we... We focus more on strength. 
And I know all the girls are like, no, 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 I don't want to be big. Strength makes me big. It doesn't. Um, you can make workouts harder by shortening your rest, by giving you heavier weights each set, by giving you the same amount of weight but changing the angle each set. So what I do is different because I, I have people that go to Orange Theory too and they've come here and they say, oh, I can do it. But when we put them through it, my exercise selections, what I select each time for each superset, for each circuit, is a purpose to make your body keep burning the most body fat, the most lactic acid as possible for that for those rounds. So none of the exercises are just given to you. And a lot of it's based off of the questionnaire I asked you when you first come in, like, what do you used to do? How, how do you squat? Show me, like I watch you move for a couple minutes. I see, okay, she has poor this. She doesn't do really good on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make her do those angles and develop those muscles where you've never used them before, so that's why it kills you. So most of the time when they come in the first session, they use muscles they're never used to using, and that's why they die. It's because their, their body's like, what the hell are you doing? Mm -hmm. what? I didn't know I had a butt back there. I didn't know I had hamstrings back there. Oh shit, and then you keep going, and then your body's like, uh-uh, I don't like this, I don't like this, so they, they start to feel sick, and they start to break down. Then you know, we gotta attack those, and then you know people make, if they don't get discouraged and they don't, you know, feel like they can't, um, they make great progress. And within three weeks, they're killing it and they feel so much better and they see the results almost faster because Orange Theory and all them and Barry's boot camp, like, yeah, it's hard, but it's not intensity. It's density. The difference intensity and density. Density is how much you can get done in an hour, intensity is how hard you can push yourself for an hour. So if I do dense things, I give you 20 exercises and we're gonna finish all those in 30 minutes. That's just a dense amount of things. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's a good thing to do at some times. But if you wanna gain muscle, if you wanna gain muscle and lean out your body, you gotta do a blend of those. So intensity over density. You can have intensity for a couple, like a couple weeks, then do one week of just straight boot camp, then the next three weeks, intensity again. So you always have to peter peterize it. I can't even say that word. Peterize it. What does that even mean? It's basically taking it and making it undulate up and down, mm. changing up the flow of it. I always mispronounce that word <laughs> constantly. I hate it. Um, I make up words all the time. Yeah. So it's um, it's just it's more thought than people realize. Like people think, oh, I can do your job. I'm like, okay. Someone comes in and they have this problem. What do you do? Oh, I do this. Why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. It's not like you can just give anyone a workout. Yeah, any workout could kill someone, but is it gonna make them last five years working out? Are they gonna enjoy working out? Are they gonna come back the next day and, and believe what you're doing? So it's more of an art form than anything. I was gonna say something too about what you said, like, oh, it's it's easy what you do. I remember my first week, I was like, this is, I even told you, I was like, I figured out your circuits. It's mm -hmm. three reps of 12, and then we're doing that two times, and then a sprint. And then we're just going to repeat that three times. And I was like, I'm only going to do this 12 times and then just try to do it mm -hmm. at home. But then what I noticed is what you do, I think you silently do this, like keep track of all the weight that I'm mm -hmm. uh, lifting or squatting or whatever it is. And then you notice, okay, she's getting burned out on rope slams or there's sprints or this and that. Um, is that what you're doing? Or how do you know what I'm even progressing on? Well, yeah, because each person has a three to four week uh wave of training so a wave of training is they follow a four-week system and your first phases depending on your goal because your goal you wanted to drop some body fat and you wanted to get leaner and you want to 
Kim K booty, all that stuff. Yeah, guys, interrupting really quick. He asked me what my goals were, and I said I wanted a Kim Kardashian <laughs> body, no surgery. No surgery. And I still say that, but um, anyone that knows any of their bodies knows it's almost impossible to get that butt without surgery. But we're going to get into the butt yeah. in a second. But um, So it basically, every workout you do, I write down all your weights. I write down how you reacted to it. I write down how many reps it takes for you to get to reach that fatigue. And then from there... I keep uh, manipulating the, re the reps to where one week you're doing 12, one week it's 15, one week it's 10, and you're always constantly changing your reps, but each time the weight changes. So then after that month, I go into a next phase where it's more strength training, it's more, more supersets, less um, huge circuits. Then we still attack the same weaknesses, the same muscle groups you want to attack, but then I change the angles, I change the reps, I increase the sets, I drop the reps. So it's like I said before, making your body always uncomfortable mm -hmm. because it has... So basically, your body has a flight or fight. If it's fighting, it's burning as much as it can to, to survive. If it's fighting, it's running away and it's getting away from something. It's like running away from a cheetah. You're running for your life. If right. someone's trying to rob you, you're going to beat them up. You're going to fight for your, your life. So each time, those things are... Your nervous system's engaging. You're burning a lot of calories. You're burning under a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to mess with your nervous system to where like you can push it push it push it then back off push it push it push it and back off but then keeping it to where you stay focused because the worst part of it is in not being focused and then you go in the weight room you're like oh i, did, I had this again today oh this again when you come in like oh i had this again yeah but now you're gonna hold it in the bottom for five seconds you're mm -hmm. like oh that's a whole different exercise right so adding little things makes it exercise 10 times harder People want to change the exercise so fast or do something so f quickly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Just do this little change and you can still do that for four more weeks by just changing right. a little thing. And if you, the more exercises you know, the more schemes you know, the longer in like, you can, you could literally write, I've, I've written out everyone's workout for an entire year once, just from one program, just the entire year written mm -hmm. out. And everything, every phases, there's changes, there's small changes, big changes, small changes, big changes. And it keeps the person focused and not burned out for an entire year. Yeah, we, even my squats, like we've done it with the bar, we've done it with free weights. Now you have me like sitting on a ball or a bench yeah, or yeah. this, like, and they all do feel different. Like yeah. I'm going deeper, or I'm, like you said, hold it at the bottom for five. Yeah. So I'm like, we're still doing squats, but it's not every single time I come a bar and doing 12 no. sets. No, it's always gonna be something that's gonna either mentally challenge you, physically challenge you, or both. And when you come in from work and you're like, oh, I'm tired, or I can just tell you're not in the right headspace because you're tired, I change it to where my equipment, I have some, it's all custom made stuff to where it can benefit anyone's mood for the day. It can benefit anyone's structural balance problems, pain. So whenever you guys, people come in, they're like, oh, my back's killing me. Okay, we're gonna belt squat, traction out your hips. We're gonna do certain little exercises that can help take that away, and we're good to go. So you don't have to waste a session but you can also feel like you've done something. So that's a good part for mental aspect of it. I want to talk about the mental side of this and the headspace because I would say my first 12 sessions, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. I don't mind it. But then I started thinking like, how am I going to keep this up? Like it's, this is also kind of far from my office. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep signing up. Yeah. Not only that, but I didn't come, like I said, from this background of personalized training. It was very much like, 
playlists and cycle bar and like run around and yeah. sprints. And so I was like, this is going to be boring. I don't know how I'm going to stay motivated. So how do you find the mindset to stay motivated and even want to keep coming every day? Especially in your mind, you're here from what? 6 a.m. to? 6 a.m. to 8.30. Like even for you trying to come to the gym every day and deal with so many different personalities, I'm sure you deal with people mm-hmm. uh, trying to skip reps, mm-hmm. talk back like me, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. try to like, you know, not show up at all. And then you're mm-hmm. realizing, oh my God, they're not showing up because they don't even want to come to the gym. Like how do you get people motivated? It's hard. It's, you know, I mean, for me, I've been doing it now for almost six years and this is all I know. This is my life. And, you know, I've become so obsessed with it that, you know, I, at night when I train someone, like every night I go home in my mind, I review everyone's program, everything, everything everyone did. And I try to see what, you know, what could I have done differently? What can I do differently? And the next day I challenge myself to be better in some aspect. So it's more of a, how good can I be each day? So that's what keeps going with me. Um, and I just love being in the gym, but with, with people, you know, I, I get a lot of different personalities. I get CEOs that are, you know, filthy rich to high school kids that are just trying to make it and get scholarships to regular mom and dads to people like you that work regular jobs and just, you know, live, live their life. And everyone has so many personalities to where as a trainer, you have to be able to blend in with anybody. Mm-hmm. I train an 80 year old woman. My entire my entire person personality. I'm still myself, but my entire thought patterns of what I know she likes, what I know she doesn't like, music to play, all that is changes. I mean, I know so much variety of music now that it's not even funny. Yeah, I'm trying because to make a I, playlist of UK rap. I know so me. many things. It's just because of how many people I've came across, and keeping people motivated is finding out what motivates them. So if I know someone loves to do arms like a guy that loves that wants big arms you know who doesn't want big arms i know each workout i add a little thing in there to, to get his arms feeling the way he wants to feel um and i keep doing that and i keep inserting things i keep we keep tracking their progress we take pictures of every month how their progress is going and they get more obsessed than i do mm-hmm. because they see they see the goals happening and keeping people more uh, mentally in it is just giving them the results they want and making them feel what they want to feel because if you don't do that, who's going to come back? Right. So it doesn't matter if you're not mentally in it or not. It matters what the result you get. So if you get a good result, no matter how tired you are, you know, I'm going to go bend today. Okay, I know. He'll, he'll get me right. I'll feel better when I get... And every time someone comes in that one, they leave feeling totally what they want to feel. Because you need a certain thing that's in your day that's stressing you out. Like work, money, relationships, job, anything. You come in and you release that dopamine and you get your testosterone going and you feel 10 times better. That is true because, like I said, I I never in my life thought I would come to a personal trainer. Even last year, like three of my girlfriends went to one. I was like, I would never spend that type of money on one. And last week I could only come once. And I remember feeling like mm-hmm. weird about it. I was like, well, this is weird that I actually want to go to the gym. And then yeah. I missed two workouts because I'm so used to that routine now. Yeah. And I like coming mm-hmm. that it really like threw me for a loop. Yeah. And now I'm doing more this week to make up for last week. Mm-hmm. But what is your least favorite type of client or someone that's almost like uncoachable? Like who do you not want coming <laughs> to the gym? Uh, well, I want everyone to come, but the ones that no- don't really last are the ones that think they know everything and that can't take coaching and can't take constructive criticism. When, you know, for instance, I had a, a girl, a, lady, a girl come in and, you know, and say that she's done these workouts before, or 
I've had many people come in and say they've done these type before. I, I used to have a trainer. Or I used to be a trainer. So like, you know, whatever you're going to do, you show me is not going to really do much. And then when I kill them, they're like, oh, I just haven't been working out for two weeks. I'm just out of shape. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean anything. Like, you shouldn't be at, you won't be that out of shape in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So you've been actually, you're lying to yourself and lying to me. You've been out of shape for, you haven't been working out for 10 months, 10 years, whatever. Or you just don't push yourself the way that someone like me can push you. Um, and I just don't have time for people that just constantly gives excuses because if you're going to give excuses, then you're wasting your own time and mine. Mm -hmm. And I've confronted some people and say, Hey, listen, this might not be the place for you because everything I say, you, you think that I'm like wrong or whatever, whatever, but you always get the result you want. Mm -hmm. So how is that? How does that work? Right. And I, some people just don't take coaching well. Some people just don't like being told what to do. And mm -hmm. Online training is probably better for them by giving them a workout, showing them the video. They follow the video. They can tweak things where they want it, and but they still get a good structured program so they know what they're doing so they don't waste their time. Right. Um, but I really haven't had an issue. Everyone that usually comes to this gym, um, they get a good feel of me, and I get a good feel of them, and I can blend to what can keep them here and keep them happy, um, but also be professional and give them the result and let them know that when they're here, they're going to work but it's also a fun environment, but they're not going to come for 45 minutes to an hour and just think it's going to be chat hour and talk and everything. We, we, chat hour. Yeah. <laughs> we push it to push it to the fullest here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do. And I mean, there's times where I'm like, oh, he's focusing on the other person. I'm going to mm -hmm. go like sneak a water break and you'll turn around and be like, get back in the ropes. Yeah. Like, ah. no, yeah. I see which, everything. Yeah. Which you don't <laughs> really get in Orange Theory and all these. I keep talking about Orange Theory just because that's the most recent one I did and everyone I have been around lately has done that. Um, but there's other ones that are similar. So that's purely for the sake of an example. Mm -hmm. But in Orange Theory or any of these classes, like I could fully just skip around and no one really cares. Yeah. Like, whatever, you already paid for the unlimited membership. I don't care if you skip and that's half thing. this like, class. Like being with a personal trainer, you you have an appointment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't want to be known as someone that's always late to an appointment or don't like miss appointments. So appointment holds you accountable. Mm -hmm. Holding yourself accountable helps you get your goal because you're going to put in the work to get there and you're going to make yourself go to the gym and then you get into a routine and a routine is the fastest way to lose unwanted body fat and gain muscle because your body gets in the, into a routine to where it knows it's going to be pushed it's going to burn fat it's going to burn calories and you go when you don't you just book a class and you're like oh well, yeah i have an appointment but there's gonna be 10 other people in there so who it doesn't matter if i show up or not that's not a good mentality to have because you honestly aren't getting motivated there. You're not, because there's only 10 other people. The person probably doesn't even know you were there or not. So mm -hmm. that's another thing of being, holding yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable makes a lot of things more clear when you work out. And even in life, yeah. I used to be so unmotivated after like six months of class pass that there were actually days where I was like, I'm just going to go sign in so I don't lose the credit and then leave. Yeah. I'm going to go and sign yeah. in. They check my name off, check me in, and then I'll See, do the warm-up and the leave. Thing. You, you have, a, you have a, a way out already. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, oh, I have two, two hours. I can cancel and get my money back. Cool, I'm going to do it. Right. Instead of like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a fucking kick-ass workout. Right. Yeah. But when you are in the private sector, you know I'm here waiting for you to, for a workout. Mm -hmm. So you know you have to bring your A game because you're going to be pushed and you're going to have someone watching you every second to motivate you. So there's a big difference between that. And everyone that comes to me from group trainings never go back. Or when they do go try with a friend, they hate it. 
or it's really easy because right. they're in better shape now because someone's programming them to be a better health wise. Well, also when you break down the investment, you're like, why would I go for 45 minutes and try to skip reps and mm-hmm. skip an exercise? Like, okay, then I just, like you said, could have done a YouTube video at home. Yeah. Why did I pay for that? So yeah. it's like, why are you investing in your health if you're not actually going to give it your all? Yeah, So. Exactly. I want to switch to some questions that I got Mm -hmm. from listeners, from friends. There's a lot of different things. There's a lot of myths out there, um, a lot of confusion, things that people just generally want to know. So I would say the top question I got was, how do you get a booty? (laughs) And that's what I said day one. I want a booty. Like I said, the Nikki Heaton, Kim Kardashian body, no surgery. I want the thin waist, huge butt, Mm -hmm. toned arms. But girls are care most right now about booty so let's talk about how do you get a booty what exercises can we do what's even the science of it like can you just do 50 squats every day and get one let's talk through that um that's a very complex question (laughs) it's very it's very detailed it's very it all depends like i said before the person like if i have someone fresh out of who has never worked out before they're gonna gain a booty faster than someone that has done Orange Theory or Bill's Boot Camp or whatever, faster. Because that person's so used to doing cardio, that person's so used to doing non-specific weight training that their body isn't gonna let them recruit the muscle fibers they need to do it. Now this new person, I can train them how I want to and get their muscle memory, their muscle fibers to contract and build the way I want them to do it to where they see results faster. Um, and there is no, like, I wouldn't say there's like, there's the go-to, like the Brent Contreras, uh, hip thrusters you see all the time when girls mm-hmm. do it. I mean, yeah, that's a great thing for, for to grab a booty, but there's about a thousand other ones that are better, not better or equal to, or just as good. Um, so the main, the main thing to build a booty is yes, you can do 50 squats a day, but then if you do 50 squats a day after maybe three weeks, you're not going to progress anymore and you're going to either hurt yourself not feel it, feel it as normal, or you're just going to be just totally mentally just drained and you're not going to see the goal of it. So by training your glutes in different angles, by doing different leg exercises, by supersetting it, by squatting heavy and deadlifting heavy and dragging sleds, pushing sleds, um, doing intervals, like sprint intervals, doing stuff that just gets your heart rate up but also triggers the movement that helps build the glutes. So a lot of hip extensions, a lot of hamstring work, um, a lot of stuff that makes the posterior chain of your body work because that's where the glutes are in the posterior part. And just by getting stronger builds, every girl you see that has a booty can squat a good amount of weight, mm-hmm. can deadlift a good amount of weight, right? But they're manly looking because of how either their diet is or how heavy they go, how, how long they stay lifting heavy. So you can develop a booty and not lift very heavy like some of these girls do. But by the right exercise selections, the right rest periods, the right intensities, the right rotations of things can get your booty easily. Yeah, I remember like back in the day when I was on yeah. class pass and doing all these things, there were like booty challenges that you would print out mm-hmm. and it would be like 25, squat, 25 squats Monday, 50 Tuesday rest, 75. And I was like, oh my gosh, all I have to do is repeat a squat every yeah. single day no, it's, for 100 it, days. No, it's it's not... It's not that simple. It's not that simple. And, you know, people that do a lot of cardio, they don't have butts. 
Let's be honest, doing cardio does not get your butt. It actually can lose your butt if you have right. one. Um, so by by lifting heavy, by pushing yourself with, with how much stronger you can get, you're going to get a butt instantly. Um, a lot of girls I train that are athletes, they start getting muscular butts and muscular legs, and the first thing they notice is their butt's gotten bigger and their hamstrings have gotten bigger, and they start feeling more comfortable with themselves, and their strength goes up, but they don't get big. Like... A lot of women are so scared to lift heavy because they're going to get big and bulky, and that's right. not true. It's not. Because if no. you stay to a certain rep range and you stay to a certain intensity, like 70% and higher, 70% of your one rep max is the lowest you can go to keep building strength. So if, if you can do 95 pounds and do four sets of 15 on a bar, 95 pounds, that can give you good enough, you know, this for instance, depending on what your, your max is, can build you a good size, you know, lower body strength. And then, but pairing it with certain things can also intensify the muscle fibers. So it's all about tricking your muscle fibers in your body and tricking your nervous system to contract harder. So giving it different stimuluses by squatting to a box, squatting down free squat, pausing on the squat, going down slow for 10 seconds, five seconds in the squat, uh, by doing heavy light sets, by doing supersets, by doing the squat and deadlift. I mean, there's so many things you can do by, but just doing the same thing is never going to get never. you the result. Never. It's how many, taking a step back, yeah. how many muscles are actually in the butt area? Three. Three. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much have to be working out all three and squats work out how many? Like regular all, all plain them, squats. Yeah. All of them. They do, yeah, oh, I mean, squats do work out all of them. Yeah. Okay. Squat works, squats work out your entire leg, entire body. Okay. So it is working. It's just how you want it shaped. To the point of like, if you want it lifted and then also popping in the back, like you're gonna have to work all different angles, like you yeah, said. So, so like, instead of like just squatting for this, if you do in so many different angles, you work every single angle with the glute, so it has to contract harder every time. So if you squat down to a parallel box, squat down to no box, squat down to a higher box, squat down to the bottom, pause for a second. Each time you do a different type of emphasis of. So in weight training, you have tempos, you have isometrics, you have reps, you have sets, you have weight, you have so many different things you can change that if you do it right and you know what you're doing, it can last you an entire year. You could put a barbell with just free weight and you can change the reps, the sets, the tempo, the weight, the rest periods, and you can change it so many different ways, it can last you almost a year without adding bands, chains, nothing. So the huge phenomenon around those little bands, which are I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. but I feel like people are under this impression like you absolutely have to get those bands to get a booty. No, and that's not true. It's a good it's a good tool to have in your in your tool your tool chest. I mean, right. I mean, a good painter has a lot of different paint. A good right. painter has many different brushes. But if he's not good at one brush, why is he going to skip to another brush? He has to stay on course and get good at that, mm-hmm. and then add this to that. It makes it ten times harder. So, like, why are you gonna run before you can crawl? You gotta learn how to crawl to run. Right. So you gotta work your way up by getting bands and doing it right away. Yeah, you'll feel it. You'll feel great. But if you're not used to bands right away, or if you're not used to it, or like if you aren't ready for it, then when you are ready for it, there's no there's no stimulus. So like women that I see that have literally no butt or are really weak and they use bands, they don't use them right. Their, their body's leaning over, or they can't pull the band out wide enough, and nothing works. But then you see a girl who's very strong, and they use bands, it looks more fluid and powerful, and the glute actually works. So when your glutes aren't strong, every other muscle works besides your glutes. And that's why a lot of lower backs hurt, mm. a lot of hips hurt, 
because your glutes aren't strong. So like a lot of people that have back problems, knee problems, hip problems, a lot of it has to do with underactive glutes and hamstrings because that all pulls your back down and keeps it tight. So if you get your glutes stronger and your hamstrings stronger, it loosens up your lower back and those become more dominant. So when you sit, when you walk, when you run, you feel less pain in your knees and in your back. It's because your hamstrings and your glutes are more active than they used to be. Well, if you think about it, isn't it where everything is kind of connecting from your lower body to your lo- to your upper body? Like, when I get up, I have to use my glutes. When I sit down, yeah. when I turn, when I, your like, glutes, I'm using my hips and my glutes. You use your glutes for a lot of things. And that's why, like, people say, like, you know, you have to do these things to get glutes. Like, no, you can literally do, you can do uh, push-ups and, sque- and have your glutes tight. And you can feel your glutes contracting while you do push-ups. And that's how you're using, like, there's certain movements that should be full body movements. You should feel in your entire body. And... That's why when, you know, beginners, 10 to 15%, uh, they use 10 to 15% muscle activation in beginners. So when someone comes in and they haven't worked out very much or not really experienced, I know that they're not, they're not using 10 to 15% of their potential with their muscle activation. So I know I have to do certain things that can really, they can really feel it by doing isometrics. Isometric holds in certain angles. Wait, take what's isometric? Isometric is basically when you say you squat down to the bottom of a squat and you stay down there and you hold it for a certain amount of seconds, then you come back up. It releases oxygen out of your muscles and it makes the the muscle contraction much harder. So when you go up, you're going up at a heavier rate because your body's your muscles are so stretched out and depleted of oxygen Mm. that it's harder for you to get up. So the harder it is, the more muscle has to be used. Got it. The more gains you feel. So a lot of isometric holds is good for beginners because they can feel the muscle now and they can feel what I want them to feel. And then we go back to basic, you know, program and then come back to isometrics again. Like, oh yeah, now it's easy. Now I feel it. Mm -hmm. Now I feel it when I walk. I feel my glutes when I walk. I feel my hamstrings when I walk. So a lot of it has to do with seeing how you feel with your workout. So I always ask you, everyone, where do you feel it? And they tell me somewhere else. Okay, I know they're not feeling it where they need to. We need to either fix their posture, we need to fix their angle, or I need to tell them I'm gonna point to the muscle and I'm gonna have them mentally think about flexing that muscle. Because sometimes people don't know where the muscles are and they don't know where to squeeze. And mm-hmm. then once they feel it, their muscle memory and their CNS with their mind and their muscle can tell them squeeze here, squeeze here. Then they start feeling it. Then they start noticing what they need to feel. Then it becomes more easier because your nervous system goes, oh, that's what it is. Now I use it. Mm-hmm. So it's all about understanding what the purpose is of the movement and, and focusing on being the best at that movement before you move on to the next one. Right. Like yeah. you said, you can't run before you crawl. Yeah, you can't. So like buying bands before you – like if you can't squat down holding a 10-pound dumbbell and you don't feel anything, then you shouldn't be wearing bands. Right. But if you but if you lay on the ground and put bands around your ankle, your knees and do glute bridges, that is a good thing to do for a beginner because it's low impact and it isolates the glutes only. So develop the glutes more that way. Then you get up and squat later, you'll feel it more. So a good warm up is also a good good way to potentiate your muscles to get them ready to what you're about to do. So a lot of our warm ups get your muscles ready for what we're about to attack. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I want to know, and everyone, this is probably the second most asked question. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to see results? And you know, girls are impatient. Like we do three sessions and we're like, why don't I have washboard abs? Why is my ass not looking like, you know, yeah. Chloe Kardashian? Like, how long do I have to come? 
And I want to talk about, this is kind of what we talked about this morning, like lifestyle versus looking at things so short term, mm-hmm. but how long does it take to see results? Oh, it could take up, it could take six weeks, 12 weeks. It could, it, it honestly varies to people, but I mean, I've, the shortest amount of time I've had someone see results is um, two months. I've had, and it also depends how many times a week you come. So if you only come twice a week, you know, depending on what you do on your own, the results won't come as fast. But if you're already a genetic gifted person or if you're already pretty lean, and two times a week we do full body uh, workouts, you'll see it, you'll see results in two months. So it's all about where you're at in your fitness level, in your training age. Your training age is basically how old you are in the training aspect of the world. So like, I'm 29 today, um, but my training age, my training age is probably 18 years old because I've been working out for 18 years. Like almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. So that's why my body, I can train so many different ways and feel things that some kids that are my age that I train can't feel that way because they're training age. They've been only working out for four years. Mm-hmm. So you have to take into account how they can handle certain things. Um, so if you know someone's very experienced, you can push them really hard for four days a week, three days a week, two days a week, and you know exactly what you can do to get them there because you know mentally they can go to that place and get that result and be good. Some people, it takes 12 months because a lifestyle, they can't give up certain things or their sleep is bad or their stress is too much to where like they can't get it off. So a lot of it has to do with the lifestyle change and the better you improve your lifestyle, the better the results you get. So a lot of times people come in and they wanna lose body fat. I'm like, okay, well we do our body fat test and it shows me you're 20% body fat. All right, in these areas that show me you're the fattest, it means that your cortisol that are whack, um, your insulin is too high, and you, um, your testosterone isn't optimal. Those three things are affected usually by sleep and poor diet. Get better sleep and cut your carbs down and eat, increase your protein and increase your water, and I guarantee you, you'll, you'll lose body fat at this amount of time, with, depending on how many days you want to come. And 99% of the time, it works. Um, but it takes longer than sometimes people realize because not everyone's perfect and not everyone can give up the temptations. So managing your lifestyle, knowing what works and what doesn't work and knowing how to weed you off certain bad habits can help you 10 times more than any diet or any program. Because sometimes, like I had a, a woman that's 40, that's 51, no, 49. I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's in the mid 40s. And we did her body fat and I gave her no supplements. I just made her get better sleep, focus on more of how she sleeps at night, um, a routine before she goes to bed, what she has to do, turning off, turning off all TV, phones, everything, um, 45 minutes before she goes to bed, um, and her sleep is 10 times better. She wakes up feeling much more energized, and I told her just to cut down her carbs by uh, 10% of what she normally eats, and she's lost 4% body fat in a week. That's insane. Because it, she's just inflamed in all the stuff that her um, questionnaire she told me and all the, the body fat reading. I'm like, I don't think you need supplements. I think you just need to get a better lifestyle choices and just be more cautious of what you're doing. And she keeps losing body fat. It's just because her sleep is so much better now that she's recovering from everything. But some people that have poor diet, poor sleep, don't work out very much, they need certain supplements to help them get going because their body is just deficient in it. And sometimes genetics can be that way. And when you're fighting against genetics, you just gotta stay on top of it. Like cholesterol, 
diabetes, um, high blood pressure, low magnesium, low vitamin D, all those things, you just have to supplement those to get them better. And once you do, you'll get off cholesterol medicine, you'll feel better, you won't need blood pressure medicine. And a lot of the time it's just managing your stress and managing what you eat and knowing that like my temptation is beer. If I have one, I can't just have one beer. Mm-hmm. I can't. So I know during the week, I know like, okay, well, Friday, I'm going to have some fun after work. I'm going to go out and have some drinks. Okay, during the week, I'm not going to have any beer. I'm not going to be like forced to myself like, oh, if I see a beer, like, oh, no, I can't go to this restaurant there's a beer. No, so acknowledge like, oh, I know there's beer there. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But mentally, no, I'm not going to have you now, but I will when I'm ready. Right. Accept it, own it, but also know that you are you're in control. Because once you're in control of it, you could conquer it all. Then when Friday comes, you're like yeah, I'll have a beer. Right. I'll have four beers now because the whole week I was good. Mm-hmm. And you and you enjoy it. Enjoying your diet is very important because if you don't enjoy it, your body's gonna say fuck it. I'm just gonna go eat whatever I want now. And then you're never gonna get off that binge mm-hmm. because you're so angry. And your body. And another thing is that if you're say like you're sitting here and during this podcast and you're listening and you want popcorn. If 15 minutes go by and you still want popcorn, go eat it. Because your body's obviously wanting it. And 15 minutes later, usually if you don't want it anymore, you didn't really want it. You're just craving it because either a stressful event or you saw something that pissed you off or you got really happy. So if after 15 minutes you still want it, then go eat it. Go eat it. Okay. Because if you don't want to be like, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't, that raises your cortisol, that makes it kind of stressed out, and then when you do eat it, you eat five bags of popcorn instead of one. Oh, yeah. So it's all about managing how you approach it, yeah. I do that with sweets. Like, when I first started coming here, I was like, okay, I need to cut them out. I can't even touch sweets. And then it would get to that point where I was like, I'm over this. I'm literally having, like, the entire Publix cookie tray. I literally don't care. And then I was like, oh, my God, all the work I just did during the week Mm -hmm. completely derailed because I cut myself off so much instead of just being like, oh, I'll have one cookie yeah. and it's at the office and who cares and I'll work it off tomorrow. Yeah. But then it backfired. And so that's something that I'm still working on. And it's something that, again, I'm learning if I'm investing in my health, why don't I do the same with what I eat? Exactly. And I think a big question people have too is, this is very American, I feel like, mm-hmm. is how many squats or workouts or things do I need to do to burn off this amount? So today, if I had a cookie... What do I need to do in the gym to burn that off? How can we change that mentality? Because you shouldn't really be rewarding your body with a ball of sugar. No, I mean, I've never really understood that question. When people say, I had a slice of cake, so how many many calories do you need to burn a day to burn off that cake? Just go and work out. Like, go have a good, intense, good workout, and you'll burn it. But a lot of issues that people I see that is that, say their workouts and they say during the workout they burn 800 calories in the workout and then throughout the day they burn an extra thousand so they burn 18,000 uh 1800 calories in a day but then in the day they only eat 200 calories that day so people think that's good oh i'm I'm low calories i'm burning a lot whatever whatever Mm -hmm. but you're burning muscle Mm. Your, your body's eating the muscle because it has more nutrients and it's keeping the fat because it makes everything feel more comfortable. The, the cortisols, the, every, all those hormones feel better with the fat, not the muscle. Mm. So it uses the muscle. So when people are like, oh, well, I'm skinny, but like I have all these like fatty areas. Oh, I don't feel healthy. And I'm like, oh, how much calories are you eating? Oh, I eat like 400 calories. Well, how much, like what's your daily steps? 
what's your workouts, all that. Oh, I burn about 2,000 calories a day working out. And you only eat how much calories? Yeah, you're, you're, you're stressing yourself out. Mm, your body's going you're into like a weird mode. You're stressing yourself out to where like your body's craving food. You're not giving it to you. Not giving it the food it wants, the, the amount of food. So then it's like, fuck you then. I'm going to eat all your muscle and I'm going to feel good. And I'm going to just take that and then you're not going to get the results you want. And you're going to keep driving yourself into a wall. Right. So by knowing you do 2,000 calories a day, you need to eat more and more and more food. And people are like, oh, that's too much food for me. I can't do that. I'm not saying go from 200 calories a day to 1,000, 200 to 500. Then when you do 500, you're like, oh, I feel better. Your workouts get better. You burn more. You're going to eat more. Mm -hmm. So the slow progress of that is just to eat more food, but eat more protein and veggies and lower carbs. The only way I let someone eat good carbs is if they deserve it and if they earn it. So usually after workouts, you can have a good, good, some good carbs. If you are a low, below a certain body fat, if you're already really lean, you can have carbs. If you're not really lean and you don't work out, you shouldn't have carbs. What about things that taste like carbs, like the cauliflower pizza, cauliflower potato mash? Everything now is cauliflower. Good to, it's good to have after a workout. That's fine? After okay. a workout, yeah. Just, good to know. just don't eat it if you're not training hard. Like, earn it to eat it okay if you don't earn it don't eat it what about the most beneficial workouts meaning you always hear about like leg day arm day uh-huh. should people go to the gym and say monday's my arm day tuesday's leg day wednesday's butt day or should you be doing full body like what do you recommend the breakout to burn, be? to burn to burn body fat full body workouts are the best thing to do to, to focus on fat loss full body workouts are the best thing to do you can do it uh you can do a focus on them, like full body workout, number one, I'm going to do squat and bench on Monday. Tuesday comes, I'm going to do deadlift and pull-ups. It's two different muscle groups working, two different angles, right? Um, and then like, take your, on Wednesday, it can be your cardio day, it could be your rest day, it could be whatever day you want. And say Thursday and Friday, I go back, I can do, I can do a different variation of a squat, and I can do push-ups. I can do, um, Friday I can do... Um, overhead press and I can do um, another deadlift variation but doing that and making your body work an upper and lower body schemes and pushing your lactic acid from one part of the body down to another one and back up it makes you burn so much calories Mm. and you shorten your rest down your body has to constantly work in so many different angles that you burn it faster and like you can say like okay I'm gonna on this full body I'm gonna do this amount of arms on my next full body I'm gonna do this amount of legs you can do that but doing a full body is the best way to burn fat now for hypertrophy for muscle mass for guys doing like Monday I'm gonna bench heavy I'm gonna focus on my back okay yeah bench heavy then you can do three times the volume on your back then your front then on say Tuesday I want to squat but I want to focus on my quads. Squat heavy, then focus on your quads. Like That's okay to do that, but you have to have a certain blend of other muscle groups. You can't just neglect one muscle group, right? especially if you're weak in some areas because your squat will never go up if you have really weak lower back or really weak glutes. So I'm not against that. I don't like that. There's a better way to do that, a much better way, um, is to plan out and just to notice your things. Oh, if I do arm day only, I'm doing arms all day. But if I do close grip bench, or if I do dips, or if I do pull-ups, or if I do anything like that, it works those muscles even harder. 
So just doing arm day by itself isn't really going to do much. Just doing butt day. You do butt day, but if you do squat and you do deadlifts, you do things that incorporate other muscle groups that isolates the butt, but makes your body use more different like muscle uh, groups, you burn fat faster and your muscles contract harder and you get a better result. So by just isolating workouts, it's a little too boring to, for me. And I don't think you get the full benefit as you would do if you do full bodies or if you have a plan to where you do an isolation, but you add other, other filler exercises to keep your heart rate up and to keep other muscle groups engaged. So what is the best and quickest way to burn body fat? It sounds like strength training and cardio, but is there a balance? Like, should you be doing 60-40, 50-50, 70-30? Like, what? Um, it, what's the deal? I would say you should do more strength training than to cardio. You should do your cardio least twice a week and it should be intervals it shouldn't be you know long aerobic like like you know 10 minutes just run it should be 30 seconds on 30 seconds off 10 why is that because if you do 30 seconds as hard as you can you're pushing your your uh, metabolic system up so high you're pushing all you got then you rest 30 seconds you're only rest you're only getting you're gonna get a complete rest then you go again so your body doesn't have time to shut down it has to keep going it has to keep so if you do 20 minutes in the elliptical and you're just going after a while you're like oh fuck this it's only 15 minutes i don't want to do it anymore you're not engaged mm-hmm. but if you do a minute on hop off go over and do a minute of ropes rest 30 seconds and do it again your body constantly has to keep going so you can't let your body shut like stop moving and you start burning the calories faster and the fat loss faster and then it also can help boost your mental clarity make you feel better um, and just make exercises and everything fun so you're not bored out of your mind. Right. Um, but to, to build muscle, you got to focus on more strength training than cardio. Cardio is good to do. Always do it. But I would put more emphasis on the strength training and the cardio be more interval-based. Well, yeah. yeah, and if it's funny bringing it back to the point, too, of girls that want to be bulky, but they want to be toned. And I'm like, the mm-hmm. reason you see toned girls is because their muscles got bigger. They didn't like... Yeah, they're lift... They're Because li- when you lift heavy weights, you put your body under a stress and it has to burn... It has to fight against the weight and you have to strain and mm-hmm. you have to push more muscle fibers. You push more muscle fibers to contract, you burn more calories. It's the most simple thing you think about when you actually think about it. If I squat with my body weight, what am I going to do on the way up? I'm going to push as hard as I can then when you're done and you're like out of breath, you're like, oh man, that was tough. But you just burnt a lot of calories by exerting as much maximal force as you can do. That's why a lot of my athletes get really lean and get really muscular. They look like my pro baseball guy I trained for the Braves. He's lost, he's, he's gained about, I want to say nine pounds of muscle, but he looks a lot leaner than he did when he came in. But when you take his shirt off, you look at him, he's jacked mm-hmm. because he's lifting heavy, but he's also straining enough he's burning a lot of calories and his cardio is specifically built into what he needs for his sport so it's intervals and stuff like that he barely does any cardio because his sport is his cardio right he needs to get stronger Mm -hmm. so he builds up his strength and he just drops lean muscle mass lean uh, body fat really fast as lean muscle mass goes up and his diet changes because he eats more because he works out harder so the harder you work out the more you should eat right you have to feed your body because you're burning so much exactly because if you don't you starve yourself all your hormones get out of whack, and then you start holding fat and burning it. People think if you eat less calories and work out more, you lose fat, you actually gain fat. Ooh, that's like a pretty good place to end on because that's such, uh, I think, a big myth that people think like, 
again, it's calories in, calories out, but it has so much more, like you said, with sleep, diet, stress. How do you manage your lifestyle? Like, it's not just And then, like, another thing you could do is, a a tip for everyone is you could do is you can take your calories, if you take for a week, how much you eat in a week calories, and say, like, it's 10,000 calories a week, just for instance, take it and take, subtract it by 10% and try to eat that many, many calories for a month. That's a calorie deficit. So the fat, so the keys for fat loss is calorie deficit, hormonal balances, higher volume, good sleep. If you put yourself in a calorie deficit, so if you normally eat 10,000 calories, subtract it by 10 to 20% and eat that many, you're in a calorie deficit. Okay. If you do hard workouts to where your volume's high and you're pushing it and you're lifting heavy and your strength training quality is good, you burn body fat. Your hormonal balances are good knowing that if you're low in magnesium, if you're low in vitamin D, if you're low in cortisol, you get those up to optimal levels, you burn fat faster. You get good sleep because if you don't get good sleep, your body doesn't recover, you hold more fat. So those four things are the key to fat loss is calorie deficit, volume, sleep, and hormonal balances. Everyone write that down and write down this yeah. promo code. Ben, can you tell them the promo code to sign up with you? Oh my pod. Pod is capital P O D and fifteen on my app and you get fifteen percent off all training packages from now until January twelfth. So you guys, this is a huge deal. Like I said, personal training is an investment. So the fact that on his birthday he's giving us a discount code is amazing. I think we need to do a part two and go through food because mm-hmm. there's so many myths yeah. around vegan vegetarian soy cheese red meat like intermittent fasting keto Mm -hmm. that i think is a whole different podcast so we're gonna do a part two and then make sure you download my app on the app store what is it called optc you download that it's free create an account um and if you use the promo code you get a free consultation with your purchase um and you can come check us out and uh, we'll get you healthier stronger and leaner Well, there you have it. Those are Ben's top four tips for seeing results. We will definitely be doing a part two on hormones and diet slash food because that is a huge part of the equation. Those go hand in hand. You don't just get to ignore one part of that. So stay tuned for part two and also stay tuned for my Kardashian slash Nikki Heaton slash IG model body. But, you know, I think I maybe need to stop the drunk eating at Taco Bell, find a way to kill my sweet tooth. But hey, that's all baby steps, right? I hope you guys learned something valuable today. And if you're in Orlando, definitely hit up Ben. DM me for more info about him if you want at Chelsea Rife or at OhMyPod underscore. And you can book with him by downloading his app in the App Store. And again, using my code OhMyPod15. That's OhMyPod15 for any training package. I mean, I'm basically a fitness influencer now. I'm just kidding, but don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe because it's the holidays and you can consider that your gift to me, but seriously, let me know your thoughts and feedback and stay tuned for next week.